Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be interviewing one of my newest designers, Suzanne Dillon. Welcome! Thank you! <laughs> Once again, people, uh, I asked to be on my podcast, what, 10 minutes ago I asked you to be on my podcast? Five. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, uh, what do we talk about? Don't worry. Because the whole idea of the podcast was to give sort of a real life behind the scenes, um, like truth to what it's really like to be a designer, what it's like to start as a designer, what it's like to start your design business. Because watching HGTV does not tell you the truth. It is not all sunshine and roses and um, every client loves everything you choose and everything comes in unbroken and on time. And that's just not reality. So I wanted to really help new designers and just shoot it straight and, you know, teach them tricks and tips for things that I learned over the years. How to do this, because it's an amazing job, right? I mean, I love being a designer, always have. But you have to know how to navigate through it. And it's not something they teach at school. You have to learn it, really, just from experience and life experience. Um, but I thought if I could give people kind of a head start and, you know, I, I, I wish someone had taught me that when I first started. And so I love having you on because I also like to teach them, um, you know, it doesn't really matter where you come from. It doesn't matter, you know, what your background is. If you love interior design the way we do, it's it's in you. And I love the story um, that your daughter said mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, why, why are you switching careers? Why are you changing? Why are you going to go be a designer? What'd she say? Olivia, <laughs> one of my three kids said, if you don't go do what you were called to do, I'll go to college and do it for you, basically. Which, if you'd see my Olivia's room, that is not her calling. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's time. And it's funny how the stars kind of align. So it feels uh-huh. like a gift to be here. Absolutely. You know, everything, yeah, with the store, it, it's where we're supposed to be. Yeah. All right. This is the the pieces of fit together in the universe. This is mm-hmm. meant to be. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone a little bit about what you what you have been doing. Because, you know, people also ask, like, how do you get a job there? What experience do you have to have? Do you have to have a design degree? No, not at all. I mean, I don't care the path that you've taken to get here, but everyone is a story, right? And I love mm-hmm. people hearing that because then people who haven't gotten a design degree, they get inspiration like, well, maybe I can do it. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone your background. And by the way, we've switched to champagne from just water, uh, which Cheers. is kind of a champagne kind of day. Cheers. So yeah. So tell everyone about your background. Well, I am from the Midwest. I went to Iowa State. I started as a design major my first year there. And I ultimately changed my major in that first half of school, pretty intimidated. Mm -hmm. So thinking it's way across campus, it's 40 below, and I'll never get a job. I can't do it. But it was fun. I was in those classes where you're putting swatches together and that like an industrial space with a weird pipe in the middle. And you got to figure out how to fit four offices and work around Uh that weird. Anyway, I loved that, but I was intimidated and... I ultimately changed to business and graduated and went to work for JCPenney as a buyer. As and I did. My first sales job was, yeah, JCPenney's. Back in the hosiery and skirts. Uh-huh. Yes. 
So that was actually fun. I did that for a few years. I got recruited to Kohl's in Chicago when they were brand new. And so that yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah, they don't have stock from then. Right, <laughs> duh. And my, when I left there, the regional said, you leaving, this is the biggest professional mistake I'll ever make. Anyway. Yeah. So I was then being recruited to the buying office in Milwaukee. And so I quit and went to work for Bloomingdale's on Michigan Avenue. Just walked down the street and was like, I don't want to leave Chicago Fancy. yet. Yeah. Yep. And that was fun. And then I- How long were you there at Bloomingdale's? A few years. I got, that's where I got married and started a family. Uh-huh. Which wasn't the plan. Yeah. So well, I was it usually then, isn't. <laughs> right. I didn't have the big dream of the wedding gown and the family. I was following one of my friends getting licensed in real estate and flipping homes and old rev, uh, renovating a downtown product in Chicago. And then I was married. We moved to Michigan. I went to work for a builder in new construction, worked for the fastest growing development in the state of Michigan. That was so fun. So I help people pick their interior trims, paints, details, colors, surfaces. Yeah. Yeah. Not the furniture design product process, but that was the funnest job I've ever had. Yeah. Then. Then. Until now. (laughs) Anyway, so then we ended up, my family, part of it is from this part of the country. So we moved to Seattle in 98 or nine, mm-hmm. and I've been here ever since. So then I ended up ultimately in back, then I came for coach and Ann Taylor did that for a decade and health and wellness. And it was COVID really, well, mm-hmm. parenting, I was raising my kids to follow their heart and do what they love. Because yeah. I didn't feel like I might were really paying attention. Yeah. And in hindsight, I wish somebody would said, don't be afraid. Yeah. S- stay faithful to what you love or what you've experienced. And when I grew up, my parents had a carpet decorating business and my mom would sit around and on those grid sheets that we draw out sketches, uh-huh. she drew floor plans and things like that. So little it's kind furniture of- furniture pieces you yeah. move around. And, and we, mm-hmm. I mean, our home was beautiful and whatever. So it's kind of in me. Yeah. Anyway, so then through all of these jobs and processes everywhere we went, I was always spending tons of time decorating whatever part of my house I was in. So that was what I would do for fun. And I would blow off dinner plans and friends because I couldn't find the right rug. Ah, and I would go back out really? until I could. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Not that the room is that great, but I just loved it. I just, yeah. Yeah. So in the season of COVID and my kids are about to graduate in these last years of making decisions, Yeah, it was really talking a lot about what you love and um, fearlessness. And I think in that shifted my own business. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not dead. I still have a lot to do. I'm going to do what I love. And so I just... Gave my attention to that, and this last year has been pretty interesting that way. And the irony of tripping over this. So uh-huh. the last year, I was recruited. I have friends who work for other f- furniture stores in this area, and I wasn't ready to really leave. They're not really competition. But. Yeah, and I didn't really understand, <laughs> but I knew that I walked in, and I was like, this isn't it. But I remember thinking, you were new here, and I had walked by and thought, if that company was this company, I'm in. Because it was so cool, the vibe, the feel from the outside, around the corner, the paint, the mural, the the stories inside the showroom without even ever coming in. Like just, wow, just so 
Yes. Window displays are important. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah, you could just see so much from the outside looking in. And it just was so much different than mm-hmm. everything else, not just in this market, but period. Yeah. So anyway, Good. then a year yes. later, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You saw the ad and the rest is going to be history. If you look through, and this is what sort of happened to me when I found design my junior year in, in college, it wasn't on my radar to be a designer. I wasn't planning on it. It wasn't part of my life plan. But when I stumbled into the class, uh, in a design class, and you know that was it. Everything just clicked, and I started to to replay my life and the happy times in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and things that I loved to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, choosing down my bedding when I was little, and um, you know, I'd sew little throw pillows and stuffed them with my Easter grass, and I've always. If I look back on it, I've always loved right. furniture. There's something about creating a home and creating a beautiful room and putting those pieces together. Right. And you know, it's so much more than just a painting. You know, it's it's art that you live in. Totally. And there was just something about that. I used to make Barbie furniture. I could take um, like washcloths and tape and make little sofas and right. But but I never still never thought about being a designer. Right. And I think sometimes when your parents are in it. That's also something that, you know, it's kind of like, that's them. I want to go, you know, be me. Your own path. But I love that when you worked for the builder, that was one of your best jobs. And yet, you worked at Bloomingdale's and Michigan Avenue. You, I mean, you've worked at these places that people in fashion would kill to work at. Well, yeah. But your happy times were working in design. Yeah. And I mean, the design piece is fashion too. It's sure, the same thing, absolutely. but on a human. So yeah, that yeah. was... <laughs> It is. And that was super fun. And I love that too. And it's interesting when I went into health and wellness afterwards to have a little bit change of like my lifestyle and income ability, the fashion piece went away and I just felt like I didn't fit in anymore because everyone else kind of around me doesn't care about the look. And in my world at home, to me, your room is a reflection of who we are beyond a doubt, of course. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted people to walk in and feel comfortable or feel excited or inspired. And every room has a kind of a little different story, but there's still a flow. And, you know, in the backyard where there's a hot tub, it was like bright and kind of playing off this. And I was like, no, I want it to feel like a spa. So it should be Uh monochromatic. And then just the little colors of green coming off the evergreen and those two greens and that brown, a little bit of bronze. And anyway, just that. So, but that is, I mean, that, and I try to explain that to people when they say, oh, maybe I'll be a designer. Mm, You'll know it, right? I mean, again, you just described that you, most people don't think like that. Most people don't notice those things, don't care about those things. That's why we have a career. Well, they want it, but they can't get it. Thank goodness, because now we have a job. But that is a thing. I mean, it's, I always say that design is something you're born with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really believe that, or something at an early age influenced. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe mine was, uh, I can, and again, I, I always say I can't remember where my keys are, but I remember the different wall treatments yes. in my bedroom. And we moved from that house when I was four. Right. So, you know, I remember first it was bright neon green, like right. grad, it was this, you know, 70s. Right. Um, and then my parents, I remember them fighting over putting a paneling. They put a wall, you know, wood paneling right. all around the room. And I'm right. just sitting there in my little, you know, bed watching them put right. up this paneling. And it's so clear to me. I mean, who knows what, you know, nurture or nature, but 
I have always circled around design. I've always, you know, come back to that for some reason. And, and that's another reason that I wanted to do this podcast. And the reason I do my course and everything is because my heart breaks for those people who have this and don't realize this can be your career. It's not as scary as it sounds. It's not as hard as people make it sound. And design is so much of your soul that you're putting into it and loving people and wanting to please people and making people happy. And right. that's what design really is. Mm-hmm. And so it isn't something that you can, I think, you know, never have, have had that part of you um, and just decide to be a designer. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. There's... It's an emo- I talk all the time about it. it's an emotional job. You know, it's really you're, it's so personal. We had talked about um, you know closet design when you're designing closets for someone, mm-hmm. and I had never thought of that. Like, talk about personal, right? Well, and yeah. what I noticed is in the piece of when I did a little bit of that in my past is the part of the role professionally that wasn't that was just black and white, this one or that one. And there's only two period. Like that's fundamental. And it was the bread and butter of the business, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't what I even cared about at all, which was sad because that's where the money part is in that piece of the role of the job. But the building the closet element, which I hadn't done before, but creating it on a a mock-up and a couple Uh options, and then to be able to sit down at the table and consult with people that are of all different cultures, Mm -hmm. of all different languages. And there's even a language barrier and then to sit down together and, and, and first to even go into their home in the most intimate space of their home. Yeah. You and said with married keep, couples, like you're in their closet and that they share. And that's where a lot of people keep their safe. Oh, even. sure. <laughs> or, you know, sure. so it's like where you would think that that's would be so uncomfortable and not an option. You're just in and it's done and you get to be a part of this most important part of their life and ask yeah. questions and then you sit down and then you go over and then that's like where I excelled, that yeah. collaboration and listening yes. and feedback and changing. I loved that. So that's this why is I knew just, you'd be good here. That's why I hired you. Yeah. That's so when. Yeah. This is just a way bigger scale. Yes. Yes. But you're gonna be great. Yeah. As soon as you said that to me, you know, imagine being in someone's closet, a married couple, and you know, think about. There's so much to that. How much space do you get? How much? You know, are you messy? Are you clean? Are you there's that that you know the the core of your marriage can start in your closet. Right. And, you know, how you solve problems. <laughs> and so to be a part of that, that's, that's, and that was when I was like, okay, you're going to get it. Like you understand that, you know, a living room isn't that much different, you know, especially when we're dealing with high end furniture. Right. So it's a big expense and it's not something they do every year. This is something they do once, you know, every 20 years. Right. So they have to agree. They have to, to decide together how do we want to use it, what we want it to look like. Is it going to be timeless? Is it going to be trendy? Is it going to be comfortable? Is it... And you're, you're part referee, right? right? You're part therapist. You're part. But it feels so good to be trusted and to be in that and to help people and then solve the problems, right? And then to see it come to life. It's just that's 
even when it was my health and wellness and spa world, then I was in their backyard. And so then, yeah, yeah same thing, but just fun to be part of that uh-huh. element of their life. This is their family. This is their home. This mm-hmm. is the, there was their doctor in the backyard. That's their vacation. That's where, like we would say, kids say things in a dark, hot space where they won't say anywhere else. It's the conference room. Yeah, yeah. sure. So anyway, to be a part of that process with the family was just fun too. Yeah. Like I love that. Yeah. So yeah, to be here and what I've always loved. Yeah. And I can remember like when I was five, my bedroom with my parents picking, I wanted red carpet and the wallpaper was this rose flower, like funky, dramatic, the bedspread, the carpet. And I vacuumed every day and because it had to make the lines. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then moving fast forward 15 or 25 years to my kids' rooms and changing this one to the hot pink with the zebra, black and white stripe, and making the office from terracotta into whatever, into a little bedroom so then they could split and share it, not have to share a room anymore. Mm -hmm. And anyway, just and then changing the bonus room from a bedroom to a playroom and the colors and every mile marker of my life that way is is marked by the bedroom, the colors, or when it was fashion, I can remember what I wore, but that's, oh, you know what I mean? That yeah. whole style. See, piece. I lost the fashion uh, bug. I, there's nothing in me that, that oh, is just fashion. Really. That's why I keep thinking on the podcast, maybe I just, I just wear the same shirt every time because I hate trying to decide clothes. No, I, that's not no. me, but always the home. Always. And when people yeah. talk about how much they spent on a piece of clothing or $500 for a pair of shoes that are right. already worn in, I think, $500, that's a table. Right. Like, <laughs> to me, that's a piece of furniture. Right. And I always translate it to those. Right. Yeah, that, that, my brain just goes there. It always has. Right. So what, what is the thing that, since now you've worked here, what, two days? We have training. We had a, we closed the store um, on Wednesday and we have two new designers and you'll get to meet Shraddha on the next one, uh, on our next talk. But, um, so we had a training day and then you've, you worked yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that surprised you? I mean, now that we've thrown you into the middle, like now you're a designer. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you didn't expect or that you're surprised? Um, I, how fun uh-huh. it is, how relaxed, how, um, what I guess I was part of the draw was that sense of family yes. in this building with the people yes. here is yes. was a really big deal. And that's just consistent. So that's not a total mm-hmm. surprise, but it's been awesome. I feel like I just transitioned from taking my kids to school and that family is over there stepping into this new one. But you know, there's always somebody laughing somewhere in the building the whole time I've been here. Uh huh. So you can really, usually hear it out there when we're doing our podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it's just awesome that way, which is so comforting and fun and cool. And it's like there's a lot into yeah. the design element yeah. and the planning and the knowledge and the vendors and the details and all of that. So that piece is definitely like. It takes a team. Yeah. That was one thing David, uh, one of our designers that, and he's been on the podcast a few times, and he was in, you know, as a hairstylist for for decades. That's what he did. And so when we were talking, he said, I just didn't, I didn't, I'm not used to being around this many people and collaborating. And I said, well, I mean, I think the hair salon, that's, I mean, you know, there's movies about, you know, that community, that family. And he said, no, it was different. You're at your own station and you see each other when you're mixing color or in a break room, but then you go back to your own. It's you and your client. 
And here, it's so collaborative mm -hmm. and it's so family. Like you're working as a team. Mm -hmm. and, and it is, there's so many moving parts to every design. So many little elements. There's no way one person could know all of it. Right. And so you have to have that team. And when uh, I've always um, found that when I keep the atmosphere light and fun and friendly and supportive, the creativity can flow. You know, mm -hmm. I never want our group to get bogged down with, you know, bad energy and the gossiping and the backstabbing and, um, you know, even especially in a commission sales position, that's, that's hard to do. And I've, been successful with it because I'm I'm really careful who I hire uh, and the way they work together and then always you know staying positive and um, encouraging communication encouraging helping lifting each other up mm -hmm. you know I always say you can vent about someone because that's a day right I mean you're always going to have a day right. where someone gets on your nerves or whatever right. and you can vent to me you can vent but it's the bad negative stuff that I never will allow. Um, fighting over a client. I used to hate, I'd go into stores, well, I talk to that that person first. So that's my client. Says who? Ask the client. I guarantee you they're not going to want you with that attitude, right? Right. It, it can't be that way. And when we do create that environment where we are supportive and we are so much alike right. and we have these um, these interests and our goals are the same and we're working together. It's just a great, I mean, that's when I've seen stores just take off successful because we are, we're this team. It's like the Seahawks here, you know, it's their positive can, energy and the team. I can feel it. I could feel Good. it when I met in the front of the showroom. I can feel it all day today and yesterday. It's, that's just like a big deal. Yeah. And so that, I think that's what I was missing, that team thing. It's so much yes. of my work in the last many years is independent or like there's only one or two of us in this huge showroom. Yeah. And yeah. the sense of alignment mindfully to, of positive energy was a big deal. Yeah. And so that's, was just good. obvious and I still, yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Super good. The other thing that I've been really impressed with you again, because I know um, you were really nervous at the beginning talking to me when you got hired, and I could I could sense it um, because you haven't been a designer before, right. and coming into a group of designers, you know, how will you fit in? Will you know enough? Will you? And you, you kept saying, "Are you sure? Are you sure I can do this?" Like you're sure, and I was like, "Yeah, you, I can teach you that." You know that stuff. It's the other things. It's it's. I love that you had all the experience in retail. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're an independent designer or you're working in a store, there's a very similar to retail right. and taking care of the customer, you know, nurturing that, that relationship right. and solving problems, finding their problems and solving. I mean, that's how you sell anything. Right. And so I knew that you'd have that down. Right. Right. And, um, and then hearing you just talk about, well, yes, in fashion and and furniture, very similar, mm -hmm. you know, between fashion and, and, and again, upscale fashion too, mm -hmm. because it, you know, you, you didn't stay at JCPenney's, mm -hmm. nothing against JCPenney's. I love JCPenney's. That's where I got my start. Exactly. But, um, but there is a, there's a, a designer will always be a luxury item. Right. And shopping at a coach store or Bloomingdale's is a luxury there's a certain type of client. There's a certain uh, mentality. There's a, you know, kid gloves you have to use. Um, there's a little ass kissing you have to do. But that's just part of the job. And see, so, you know, I knew you would have that, that 
you're not intimidated. It's more by fun. high ticket, you right. know, by by expensive right. luxury items, right? And and that's big. Even in a spa world, you know, a spa is a luxury item. Mm-hmm. Most people think, well, I don't need it, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice to have. You learn that it is so good for your health that yes, that I would, if everyone had one, it would be great, right? But for the most part, that selling process of a spa, it, it is something that um, you have to convince them that you're worth it, that invest this money in you. It is, it is your health. It's your, well, I use, we use it, my husband and I, for therapy. We, we float in our spa at night and we talk. That's our unwind. That's our relax. So there's so much to it, but, but you have to educate people with that. Exactly. It isn't a given. Uh, you know, and, and so I knew that you would, yeah. like, those are so, those are things that I can't teach designers. Right. And so again, if you're out there, if you, you know, if you think about design, but you're afraid to go straight to design, you know, try working in retail, just work at a store and see how you feel about, there will always be a sales element. Mm-hmm. There will always be dealing with customers. There will all, you know, but, but it's a great, um, uh, low, uh, what can happen, right? So you don't stay there at the retail store. Oh, well, but at least you tried. Well, and I mean, I had a, a gal who came to Ann Taylor back in one of my years where she just only came to retail to work on our communication skills, being around Brilliant. people. She was only with us for maybe a year and she went, picked up, she was 24 and went to work as a project manager for IBM in a badass oh. job. Nice. And now she has a 13 bedroom home on Bainbridge. Oh yeah. So she got. Do you her still skills. have a contact? And have you said that you have a new job as an interior designer? Yes. So yes, we're in touch. Anyway, Good. yes. So there's that in the retail world, but it's also I guess I what I learned was how we create the buying environment, how we mm-hmm. create the energy energetic activity, or the things that we do, the way we move, the way we talk, the way we look at people, dictates everything. And if you yep. want somebody to go buy a certain area. Have staff go stand there and start moving things around there. Yes. And people will come over because it's subconscious. Yes. That suddenly is important. So they'll go to wherever the people are. Yeah. You know, all kinds of little fun tricks. See, that's, again, why mm-hmm. I wanted you as part of our, of our team. Yeah. We are this, this team of the Avengers. We all have a strength. And together we make this awesome superpower team. No, I knew that it'd be a great fit. The other thing that I'm really impressed with, um, because you were a little hesitant, like, can you be considered a real designer? Like you do, you, you know, you, you had all those years that you were in retail, but that you weren't drawing floor plans and you weren't, you know, worrying about right, those things. Right. But you're so excited to jump in that you have a, just today, she says, okay, I have this friend in Chicago. He needs his house done. Can we drop, can we ship it? Yeah, we can drop ship. That's what it's called. It's really simple. Okay, I'm going to call him. I'm going to say, I need the measurements. I need the pictures. And you're going to start doing design for him. And then what did you say you're going to do later? You've got a place in, in Muckleteo? Tonight. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we're done, I'm going to go there and I'm going to- Do you have I, an appointment? Did you make an appointment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a new- uh, Well, you have, it's a, he's a contractor okay. who's renovating a multi-story house over on Muckleteo by the water. And the last time I saw it, where the stairs go to the basement, there was just a big hole and cement. Like people would die, like not ready for anything. Yeah. And so there was a lot to do and it's been a couple months, but now is perfect because- there's that's the stairs are in there's countertops going into the bathroom and the kitchen uh-huh. but there's for sure not furniture yeah. none of that's been done and it was a mess so now i'm like 
perfect. So what are you, what is your plan? To go there, see, compliment, measure, take pictures, and then have some ideas. Yeah. And she's just, she's going to start practicing and, and putting together rooms. And I mean, that's, that is, that's the only way you really learn. Right. It's just by doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I think see, it's great. And it, and it's shows, you know, um, initiative and, but you're so excited for this new chapter. Yeah. Right? Well, I have a lot of catching up to do because these guys are super skilled. Yeah. So <laughs> smoke and mirrors now. Yeah. And I keep saying, I don't know everything and no one here knows everything. I mean, it, it's always, that's one thing I like about being a designer too. It's one thing that drew me to it. Um, and like I say a million times, we all have ADD. Well, most designers have ADD. Uh, I don't, the thought of a repetitive task is nightmare to me. I could right. never sit in a cubicle. I could never do the same task over and over every day. I have to be moving and you know, the, each day has to be different. I need to be communicating, talking. Every day to me is like going to a party. Right. You know, I, right. I have to have that. Right. Or part of my soul's going to die. I mean, that's how I really feel. Right. So I I love that environment for people, you know, like yourself, who you you get this. Well, now know? it's so much more 3D because we used to say, you know, you leave your, you, you leave things at the door when you walk into work mm-hmm. and it's, you're on stage. And I, that's, I was groomed from Disney from way back in my <gasps> that's college days. Right. And so you're on stage. I will never forget that. And so you leave your crap at the door and you're here to serve and people coming in, they're like coming to your home and that's how mm-hmm. we treat people. But this is a home. Yes. So it's literally like 15 different rooms and homes. So uh-huh. it's just on such a bigger scale, which is kind of cool. And it's my neck of the woods. Like what First in Maine has brought to downtown Bothell. Still, Aww. I know I've said it 50 times, but I just think every single homeowner who's in the market to make a change in their home should know we're yes. here. And I mean, I wouldn't have known, but I was walking to dinner. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. From yeah. a job interview that yeah. you were less oh. than thrilled. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, whatever. But yeah, no, thank you. Because it is, it's all of my years. Again, all those lessons that I've learned, all those stores I've seen, all of those teams I've worked with and designers. And I knew what it should be. I knew I wanted to create a place I would want to work in. Right. And that's what I've done. And I know what makes it successful. And that's what I try to create. And any Um, other place around here, if you're looking to make a change in your home, it's so often the same kind of wood feel vibe in every part of the whole mm -hmm. space for them. Where this is so fabulous because there's so much diversity from one look to the next. And there's like 20 of them in here. You know, there's so many different periods and then they're merged in cool ways. So you know what I mean? It just, anyway. I had an idea once for a store um, and we, we, I tried to pitch it, but it didn't, uh, this was the solution. Um, but I wanted to call it decades because I love certain decades in design. I love mid-century modern and I love elements of that and the colors and, uh, and then Courtney, who's been on the podcast quite a few times, she completely different. She's, she's, she feels like she was an Indian princess in a past life, right? She's very uh-huh. Native American, very nature, browns and autumnal colors and feathers. And right. um, we are night and day. And, you know, I'll I'll meet people and say, what's your, you know, what style do you love? And and they usually sort of pick a decade. They'll pick a time mm-hmm. when they really, just, mm-hmm. like that, that calls to them. I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a store where 
you know, it's a mix of antiques and new, but you're you're following through the decades. Right. You know, and you start with industrial, it'd be like turn of the century, and then you know, go right. through you could do art nouveau, art deco, and and really I thought that would be cool. But still possible. Yeah, but this is this is more real, right? It's families, it's mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely wanted to create this place. And and I've always said I wanted I want to create a place for designers where they feel this is a career and not a job, right? right? I want people to want to retire here. I want people to to work here as long as they can and um, look forward to coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And help us grow mm-hmm. together. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I know we're going to be a success because we have these people together, working together, that we all have that same shared goal. And we know what we, you know, we know the ultimate dream. Like, wouldn't it be cool if everyone in Seattle knew about us? And people, you know, like, oh, I can't wait till I can have my, you know, my room designed by First Domain. And oh, I just can't wait till right. I mean, that. I want to, I want to be the place people aspire right. to have designed their, their, their home. Right. But we it's, couldn't build it too fast. It had to go at the right pace and everything happens at the right time. And my team is coming together. And you're a piece of that. You're a part of that. I know. I'm so excited. So I want to start um, posting, you know, videos of you guys learning and um, not just the training, but, you know, I want to follow you around your first house calls and, you know, not just our installs. Like we have videos of installs, but but this will be so exciting because it'll be your first install, you know, your first right. problem client, your first. And again, for new designers, they're just afraid. Right. That That's the only thing that holds those people back that have that desire, that were born with that, you know, design bug. That's the only reason they're not a designer is because something in their life scared them and made mm-hmm. them think that they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Right? Like your daughter said, if you don't follow your dreams, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like, whoa. That is reality. Right. Well, and I mean, she said that. That wasn't yesterday. That was that was maybe closer to the beginning of COVID, which, you mm-hmm. know, I think was pivotal for tons of people. Yeah. Seems like a lifetime ago, but... But if I keep coaching year. them to follow yeah. theirs, how can yes. I... I mean, my example is more important than my words. Yeah, absolutely. So, hmm. Now, I'm excited to expect great things from Suzanne. No, it'll be really exciting. Um, I already know you're going to be great. No, I'm so glad you're part of our team and part of our family. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So I will have her on many more times, part of our podcast, part of the First Domain project, the First Domain uh, adventure, adventure, right? right. Uh, and we're going to start posting now that we have, uh, I have a new assistant, which hopefully I'll talk her into being on the podcast one day. Pierce. You'll get to meet Pierce, my niece. And uh, she's she. everyone knows that. You know, I have too many hats that I wear and I need help. So <laughs> she's posting for me and uh, taking videos. I have also assigned her the task of following us around with her camera Fun. so that we can capture more of the designing. We can capture more of that behind the scenes. So it's exciting. Get ready. It's Yay. just, first of all, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and more exciting. It's perfect. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm so glad you're part of the family. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned 
We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.